You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one third of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter. I don't feel like doing no AKAs today, so come on, Kelly. Hey, everybody, it's Candace. You know me on Twitter, it's not so newlywed PC, and all other social media. Uh, because we have so much in store for you guys today, I am not going to give you guys a bunch of AKAs. Instead, I'm going to throw it over to uh our third co-host and our boss and everything else what up curtis the menace on the mic aka the facilitator of fuckery oh we have announcements real quick so again please go and listen to selections of shade volume two that is the latest compilation episode with our favorite shady and funny moments since january maybe even the last week of december but about six months worth of content it's over three hours but you will be laughing all the way through and on that note, the poll is now live on Twitter. So if you go to the Ratchet Ramblings uh, Twitter page, which is at Ratchet Rambling without the S on the end because of character limits, it should be pinned to our uh, profile. So vote in the poll. And please remember that the poll is only for the show. Like we already know that Jeremy shows his ass on Twitter more so than Candace and I that so we don't we're not interested in kept capturing that in the poll because we already know like if Twitter is the medium then he is the Beyonce messy boots but you know it is what it is but for that poll we just want to focus on what you hear on the show so please keep that in mind when voting if you need a refresher then that's why the compilation episode is out listen to the compilation episode then vote and you should be good to go. So as uh, my co-host and co-founder mentioned, we have some stuff to get into. We have a lot of content. Might be a long show. But I mean, I mean it's why y'all here. It's fine. It's fine. You know. So while somebody is having a tantrum in the background on Candace's end, let's get into the first thing. And that <laughs> is... <laughs> That's so, Mama White Diamonds who's gonna be stopping on through hey, for our hundredth episode. She finally penciled me in. Listen, she was hitting me with a hard no at first. Uh, uh-uh, I ain't finna be on the no goddamn podcast. I got other shit to do. But that's that's my influence. I was like, she I, she needs to bullshit. <laughs> 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 like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our best moments have been you in the background. Come on to the foreground. It's all right. Yeah. We got snacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I love my damn heart. <laughs> she, left her, she left her purse at work. She is too through. She is living, y'all. I am screaming. <laughs> she ain't got no cell phone. So she, I know oh, she I going to get it. Get my damn purse. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't playing. Don't don't leave your belongings around white people. I mean, <laughs> so first things first, let's talk about Jermaine Dupree. So Jermaine Dupree got out in the world looking the way that he looks, mm. and he basically said that 
today's female rappers all rap like strippers. It's basically strippers rapping. So his exact words, because I did look it up, he said, they all rapping about the same thing. I don't think they're showing us who is the best rapper. For me, it's like strippers rapping. As far as rap goes, I'm not getting who is the best rapper. So I'm confused on this because, first of all, when have you ever been in the running as a rapper? You have never been a good rapper. Ever. Ever. So I'm real confused why you feel like you can speak on what's going on in female hip-hop right now because you ain't doing shit right. like you making your money by being on growing up hip-hop and doing so so deaf throwback tours that you can barely get through because bow wow and the niggas from jagged edge is having meltdowns on stage and shit mm. not only that you have so much to say for somebody who didn't really break any other them sees besides the brat mm. so then he also said i'm getting like you get a story about you dancing in the club you got a story about you dancing in the club you got a story okay who's going to be the rapper and again it's it's all of the female rappers that are getting shine some more than others some should be getting more than they get but there's only one i believe there's only one who's an actual stripper talking about being on the pole. Megan the Stallion is not a stripper. Rhapsody is not a stripper. LaKaylee 47 is not a stripper. And they all got bars. So what the fuck are you even talking about, Jermaine? He don't damn know. He just wanted to be mentioned. Right. And so then he goes on and he he posts on Instagram talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a cypher, you know, as one of the gatekeepers of hip hop, I feel blah, blah. Let me stop you right there. Nobody, literally nobody asked you for that. Just not a goddamn soul. Just because you look like a gargoyle, that does not make you a gatekeeper. That's the first thing. The second mm. thing, mm. no one gives a fuck about no motherfucking ciphers that you are the host of. What do you know about motherfucking rap? You don't know how to rap. You might as well be Akbar V, motherfucker. Mm. With your non-rapping little ugly ass. Mm. You are a producer. I will give you your roses on that. But far as rapping, no. I ain't Every giving you, fuck you. I ain't giving you no motherfucking roses on your goddamn producer. What have you done for me lately, troll? <laughs> what have you produced lately? If your dumb ass would be out here working, maybe you could get on with these girls and make some money instead of trying to alienate them make them feel bad about what they doing and projected. And then I saw some mm -hmm. shit where he was like, oh, you know, I, I, and people on the internet too, it may not have been him that said it, but I saw a lot of, oh, well, he broke the brat during the Foxy and, and Lil' Kim era. Lil, the brat came out before Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim. What the fuck are y'all talking about? You cannot rewrite history to make your point. And then why the fuck are you trying to defend Jermaine Dupree? Why? Because why? neither. Y'all, let me not say that because obviously the answer is true. The, the, the loyalty to cishet black men, no matter what they do or say, is just so aggravating and annoying. Because y'all really out here looking like bozos trying to defend men like Jermaine fucking Dupree. He mm -hmm. flat out said some shit that he had no business saying. They pulled the receipts, basically saying it don't sound like you listen to any other motherfucking rap that you are commenting on because if you were more informed then you wouldn't have said the shit to begin with but you got your whole car pulled 
And then your response was that cypher shit, which led to you getting your whole car pulled some more. And it's what you deserve. How dare you be in the industry since 1789 and you ain't got them goddamn teeth fixed. Teeth looking like the broken bars when he attempted to rap. Bitch, mm. teeth looking like Sleepy Hollow. I know you goddamn lying to me. Mm. And so then Cardi B, who I don't have a lot for Bill Kalis at this point. Um, she's turned me off as a fan of the total person. Um, but if the music is good, I'm going to still shake my ass to it. Let's not get that confused. But she responded and she pointed out that she tried to write about other topics, but people didn't seem to want to hear it. Her exact words were, first of all, I rap about my pussy because she's my best friend, which I mean, fair. Second of all, it seems like there's that's what people want to hear. She said, when I did be careful, people was talking mad shit in the beginning. Like, what the fuck is this? This is not what I expected. I expected this. I expected that. So it's like, if that's what people ain't trying to hear, then I'm going to start rapping about my pussy again. And Candace made a good point in the pregame. I mean, it was, I don't mind the song, but it was not a great song. So that might have been a bad example. But she does have mad songs. I mean, think about I like it. Yeah, good, good fucking song, dope ass features. She wasn't rapping about her pussy. She was rapping about liking money. But again, what's wrong with them rapping about pussy? Like men in hip hop have been rapping about the same shit since the dawn of fucking hip hop. New niggas, old niggas, blue niggas, true niggas, every nigga. What they rap about? Drugs, women, money. Every now and then you might have a conscious rapper like your Nas's or your J. Cole's and they both hotel bastards. So, I mean, really, what is their being game? What is the value? Yeah. To add to that, I saw um, a radio interview with Trina and oh. they asked her about the comments that he made. And she basically a very nice but still nasty drag Jermaine and was like, um, she was like, these young girls are having fun and there's nothing wrong with them having fun. And there's nothing wrong with them talking about the lifestyle that they're living and trying to live. She was like, so for them getting famous, you know, coming into newfound money, having access to things they haven't had access to before. Why wouldn't they talk about it? Why wouldn't they talk about having, you know, spending thousands of dollars on clothes, treating niggas like shit because they don't need them, getting theirs before a nigga try to get them? She like, why wouldn't they talk about it? Why wouldn't they? Correct. She was like, because that's all these, she was like, that's what a lot of these niggas have been talking about forever. Getting theirs, getting women, doing drugs, buying cars, balling out, being in a club, Wearing expensive jewelry, she like so. Let these young, she was like, let these new, let, let the new girls have fun. If they want to talk about stripping, they want to talk about popping pussy, then they could talk about that. If they came from the strip club and made it out and they fam successful rappers, let them talk about that. What's the big deal? Because ain't that what people always complaining about? Rappers not rapping about their reality. And what really pissed me off was. Y'all don't have this energy for these niggas who don't talk about nothing but being drug dealers. Mm. Or addicts. Or both. 
and and that's what Trina said. She was like, you know, where's all of this for when we when these niggas constantly telling us how many bricks they selling or how mm. many bricks they used to move? Where's the anger then? When do y'all want something else? Why y'all don't want nothing else? Why y'all don't want to stop talking about tearing the community our own communities down by being drug dealers and shit? Mm. I was like, ooh, ooh. And wasn't it Trina that was like, y'all had about a decade where female yes. rap was pretty much dead. We had yeah. pretty much one representative out there. And now that we got a bunch of girls, y'all always got some negative shit to say. Y'all uncomfortable because these girls, whether I care for their music or not, whether I like them, you know, their personality or not, they are running hip hop right now. They are the talent. Hip hop at this particular moment is very fucking female and that's fine. But it just goes to show how it's not the women, it's the men who only want to allow one one in, one female MC in at a time and shit. Now it's too much talent and you complaining about the content. And speaking of the content, the other thing and why I had an issue with Jermaine and niggas, you know, using that gender friendly, who were defending him is like, and Cardi pointed to this and that uh, in her response, it's like, there are female MCs who are not making, you know, air quote stripper music or whatever the fuck, but you niggas don't prop them up. You niggas don't support them. You yeah. know who does support them? The women who are making stripper music who you should know. Because Cardi listed about five people who... I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I had never heard of, but you know what the fuck I did when she said that? I went and checked them out. I ain't heard that shit from a Jermaine Dupree. I ain't heard that shit from a, any of these other niggas critiquing women in hip hop right now. So when you bring up these other girls or this, you know, you know, quote unquote, real stuff or this conscious stuff, you niggas don't support them. And let me be clear on this before we move on. Jermaine Dupree, your claim to fame in this is Debrat. Now, I won't take Debrat's accomplishments from her because I believe she was the first female rapper to go platinum. She was. But we're still talking about Debrat, who was in jail for 84 years and on probation even longer for busting somebody upside the head with a bottle. Let me be honest. I would rather listen to music from somebody talking about they pussy. Maybe they swung on a pole rather than they swung a bottle. And that's the guy's honest truth on that. Well, if you want, you want all of this, um, I don't know what to call it. I don't want to say good content because talk about your pussy good content to me if you do it in the right way. But Correct. you want all this sophisticated, conscious, super lyrical rap. Why you ain't trying to get the brat back out there? We know that she can rap. Why or she just get around? Why she just sitting around trying to file bankruptcy so she don't have to pay that woman that she smashed in the head with the bottle her money? And chasing up the Bow Wow. You ain't doing shit right. Why is she not doing something other than babysitting Bow Wow? And if not Debrat, you a producer, you brought artists on, Debrat and more. Why are you not bringing us a, a, a woman rapper that's rapping about the content you claim that should be out there? You have the skill set. You've done it multiple times before. You did so so deaf. You've had plenty of artists. So why where's your artist? Why don't you show us how it's done? They did. You fucking bozo. So jealous ass. How the fuck you jealous of these young girls out here getting money? They zied. Uh like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> like I was just sitting there like, boy. Shut up. 
Yeah. That's pretty much it. Just be quiet. And not just because your teeth look like an explosion happened in your mouth, but also kinda, because you need to a lot of some a lot of because your teeth look the way that they fucking look. I'm I mean, truthful. yeah, to be honest. I mean, so, we can be honest. I hate your I hate your face. I hate your too. mouth. Yeah. His mouth I hate, like them drones I hate your Pokemon. gums. I hate the way you look on growing up hip hop Atlanta. Uh I hate the way you sound. I hate that you got to be with Janet Jackson because she deserved a better man. Um, I hate that uh you are not tall. You know, <laughs> uh, you know that you are five three. Um you know, and so you having this opinion. Um, I dislike you more. And, yeah. You know, it's a shitty up. opinion that's not rooted in fact. So you can shut the fuck up. And speaking of cishet black men that need to shut the fuck up, we're going to swing this right on around. So Joe Budden. I just felt like that fit. <laughs> it Fair. did. It Fair. did. So let me set this up by saying this. Now, we've talked about Joe Budden on this show a lot. We've made jokes about his gooch and all that stuff. Emphasis is we've made jokes. Like, we don't really fuck with Joe Budden like that. It's just funny. And he was on Love and Hip Hop. So, okay. You know, Candace listens to his podcast, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But this is not truly a Joe Budden, a pro Joe Budden podcast. Let me be clear on that. Like, we make mad jokes on here. Most of the shit is not serious. At all. Like, he's attractive to a degree, but all again, it could have been any attractive nigga when we was on that Gooch, <laughs> that Gooch stretch. Like, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have been one of any nigga, many niggas. He just so happened to, but with that being said, so the shit that happened in this past week with basically him being a coward, Towards Crystal from the read. Um, one more, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna throw it to my co-hosts and we'll see what's what. But I don't want nobody trying to pull my whole car. We are not here to defend Crystal. We're not here to fight for her. I know her, she's friends with my friends. Like, you know, we we chop it up every now and then. This is not that. Not to mention the fact that she's more than capable of handling herself. Mm-hmm. The reason sure. why we're speaking on this is because Joe Budden is on show that we have discussed in the past. And that's what we do when these, uh, I was going to say celebrities, these people <laughs> um, do things outside of the shows that they're on. We discuss it. Same thing with uh, what's what's the what's the what's Crazy Taxi's name? Um, Tierra Marie. Yeah. Crazy taxi. I was so, gonna let that sorry, shit that, for me. <laughs> <laughs> that came out before I realized what I was saying. But <laughs> you're doing amazing, Kurt. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, whatever. Y'all talk. <laughs> Go ahead, Cam. <laughs> uh, you know what? So I had stopped listening to the podcast prior to this situation. Um, because I I am very aware that most straight men are actively trash, have been trash, or they fall somewhere in the middle, kind of trash. Um, and then and that podcast with five men is no different. However, there was an episode 
from 4th of July and one of the co-hosts went out of his way to make some really weird and disparaging comments towards plus size women to the tune that, oh, I was in the elevator with some plus size women. And when my friend got in the elevator, I didn't, I wanted to make sure he knew that I wasn't with those women. Who cares? He's whole ass, isn't he whole ass engaged? Or yes, Rory, Rory is whole ass engaged. Nobody, first of all, if you if you have qualifications for being cordial or social with people, I do not ever want to be around you. Like if somebody, if a woman being plus size is why you can't speak or be cordial in something like a, for a short elevator ride, you're a weirdo to me because I've never gotten on the elevator and been like, damn, I hope don't nobody think I'm with this ugly motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm trying to get from point so A to point you, B. Exactly. So if you walk on the elevator, you my friend, you see me making conversation with an ugly motherfucker, you just see me making conversation with the ugly motherfucker on the elevator. I'm whole ass married. So you know I ain't on no weirdo shit bring it like trying to bring a side nigga around and no shit like that. So I was like, I was turned off. I cut the podcast off, hadn't listened to it since until this crystal shit happened. I still didn't listen to the podcast. Somebody was nice enough to do the devil's work and, and get that particular clip of him shading crystals. And what bothered me about it is one, you are a whole last 39 year old man and you did not call crystals by name. It took one of your followers who listens to the read and listens to your show and also follows you and crystals to put two and two together. Then you was like, yeah, I was, I was talking about her, but you never said it with your chest. You, you referred to her as y'all bum ass, nasty ass home girl, uh, posted some shit about what he said five years ago or whatever. Crystals wasn't the first person to post that. That shit had been floating around the internet. I'd seen it on Instagram. I'd seen it posted on Facebook. And I've, I saw it on Twitter. She was not the first person to post it. However, you going this hard over a nigga who, who is not pro-black at all, mm. but having the audacity to call out somebody else's pro-blackness. Mm-hmm. Crystal never wished jail on that man. She has the same sentiment that a lot of us had, and that was Haiti in that situation. Oh well, uh, what's for dinner? Because all we're doing is reciprocating the energy that he had towards other black people during Ferguson. Correct, because the majority of us don't live in Soho or Beverly Hills, so we can't relate to your life right now, ASAP Rocky. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm not getting. I've I've never been arrested and put in jail in Sweden. Nope. So I don't know what the fuck you got going. But what I do know is Crystal has dragged your ass several times in the past. So if you don't like her, that's fair. It's energy reciprocated. She don't give a fuck about you. You don't give a fuck about her. Cool. Say it with your motherfucking chest. And maybe we, we would have respected that if you had said that with your chest. Because he could have been like, I've seen, I've seen this posted several times, but I've seen the bitch Crystal post the shit and fuck that bitch. 
I never liked her. Say yep. it with your chest. Say we don't care. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna take a check out of Crystal's mouth by not liking her. Nope, that part. The world is not going to stop returning because you don't like crystals. Because you you were not held up from reestablishing yourself and getting back in a good position in your career by her not liking you and dragging you several times in the past. Correct. And drag. Go ahead. But the part that really bothered me, and this is where I feel like it was way deeper than exchanging words in the past on Twitter. He made a statement to somebody like, Oh, they in a bunch of bad deals. They have, they don't have business. They business acumen is shit and blah, blah, blah. And whatever deals Crystal and Kid Fury had, first of all, why are you trying, why are you that involved in their business affairs? Mm. Because what that let me know is that you've been keeping track of what the read and their co and the host have going. That's fucking weird to me. Then he made a statement that the read is dead, so good luck, everybody. Well, if something is dead, why are you paying it any attention? Mm. That's number one. But number two, how is something that was just booked for the same thing that you and your podcast was booked for dead? How does that happen? Because the North remembers that both the read and the Joe Budden podcast were on the bill for that. Uh, what was it, Jeremy? The uh, 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 picnic. The roots. The, the roots. Picnic. Yeah, the roots, roots picnic. picnic. The roots picnic. My personal theory is that Joe saw that the Reed was going to be there, and he had every intention of speaking to Crystal face to face about whatever his issues are with her. But whatever happened, the Reed ended up not going, and he has some little slide side. You know, slick shit, not real shade, but you know, if you know the history, you know he was kind of being shady about them not going. But I'm like, we talking about a podcast that just celebrated their six year anniversary with the sold out show at the Apollo. We talking about multiple speaking engagements. We talking about like Candy said earlier, motherfucker is writing a show about himself basically for HBO. They have a show coming out and even uh, Fuse, because that's the network that the Reed show is going to be on. Fuse came out when she said when she was talking her shit, (laughs) Fuse was like, yes, queen, (laughs) see y'all in the fall. (laughs) So I'm just even if they are in bad deals, they're clearly in enough good deals that it's not drowning them. And this is coming from a motherfucker who has been on record of being blackballed by the industry for a smooth 15 years. Mm. You have a lot of nerve. Like I said, you haven't smoked with Crystal. Nobody gives a fuck about that. You well within your right because she has dragged the everlasting fuck out of you. Okay. But where you lose me, my co-hosts, and probably a lot of other people is being pussy about the shit. Yeah. And then when when people because and this is what's so funny. And if anything, this is what should have made him shut the fuck up, realizing that. He shares a lot of his fucking listeners with the read. Yep. Because there were a lot of people in the comments when he was talking shit before he deleted the tweets. And they was like, I listen to both of y'all. So you got all this smoke for the for, for Crystal and the read, and you share followers, you share listeners with them. The same people supporting you, supporting her. Mm. 
and we're supporting her first in this podcast shit if we're gonna be honest let me tell you something i loved when she talked her shit and she, what did she say jeremy um she was like i i'm not gonna drag you on my more successful pop platform but you can get these tweets yeah my my bigger more successful show that's bringing in more money i was like ooh, talk your shit but the thing about the thing for me was like okay you mad at crystal for dragging you all these years but you go speaking to your point earlier about curtis about him you know doing this work to rebrand so you mad for all these years you've been mad for 84 years big mad at crystal for dragging you for since since the since the lord said let they be like only for you to prove the point and why she was dragging you all these years for reverting mm. to your old trash behavior yeah i am confusion mr button like you did all of that work to rebrand we and we even mentioned that we acknowledged that uh before or when loving hip-hop new york ended because i said the shit. i was like okay i said i can see why he did this show because on paper there's no reason for joe budden to be on loving hip-hop new york with the Mm -mm. the amount of success that he has but given what he decided to show the camera i was like i see what you did there you wanted to prove that you're a different joe you're more mindful you're more mild manner you're more even tempered you showed that on the show but then you show you let your true colors show on twitter and again, it was over some shit that wasn't even directly directed at you. You did all this for ASAP Rocky. Imagine. And when Crystal talked her shit, I remember Jeremy, when she was basically like, his ass ought to be glad that I paved the way for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I can't lie, because, you know. Does just Joe Budden have the celebrity to have had a successful podcast if some if shows like The Read and uh what's the other show? You know, the show other some of the other shows that Compact Jack did and whatnot. Probably not. It was that combination of there being a lane and you showing your ass on everyday people or everyday niggas, everyday pieces of shit, whatever the fuck that shit was called. That got you where you are now. And now you turn up your nose at their other podcasts talking because I, I listened to maybe an episode and a half of it, of his podcast. And even in that, I heard him throwing little jabs at other podcasts. Well, I don't know what these podcasts do, but the, you know, we fill in these venues. If you are so successful, you fill in so many venues, then why the fuck are you on Twitter being piece, being a piece of shit, being a coward? You could have made your point about ASAP Rocky without bringing anybody else into it. Let me rephrase. You should have made your point about ASAP Rocky without bringing Mm -hmm. anybody else into it because you know what you did? You hijacked the whole fucking conversation being a coward. Then it Mm -hmm. turned from we weren't we're not talking about ASAP Rocky. We're talking about you now. Right. So even if you did want to bring awareness to him and his cause or whatever the fuck, you just squandered that shit by being pussy. You failed. You failed at your rap career. You failed at being whatever you were to send Santana. You're a failure. Mm. And we ain't not gonna sit up and act like you ain't been moping and pouting since you since sin left your ass. Mm. 
we also not going to pretend like historically you have only had smoke for women, usually black women. And the Internet pulled them receipts on your ass because they had that clip of you sitting in tax stone face and you ain't had shit to say. He was talking to you like you was a D.O. motherfucking G. Mm. Or the clip at the B.A.T. was when all of the Migos rolled, rolled all day cufflinks and they sequined sweaters up to beat your ass and you just walked the fuck off. Your ass walked away from all that blouse power. <laughs> blouse power. <laughs> he did. He did. Point some age, man. So... In conclusion, fuck you, Joe. Mm-hmm. The you gooch should. has gone bad. The the taint is tainted. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. So we have dilly dallied long enough. We're gonna get y'all into the shows now. So Jeremy, um, Jeremy, the only one that did watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just I don't care about loving hip hop Atlanta at this point. I don't at care. All. I don't care. So I didn't watch it. Candace didn't watch it. Jeremy watched it. He did his work. And I do want to hear about some parts of it, even though I didn't want to watch it. So, Jeremy, take it away. Okay. Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, Season 8, Episode 17. Put it on your mama. 17. That's too many. Uh, very. Um, could Please have let like... this go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could have had a V8. Um, but <clears throat> speaking of some of the drama that Curtis wanted to hear about <clears throat> that he that he didn't care to watch, which in fairness, fair. Um, so this starts off at Jock meeting Kirk at whatever him and Boshita got that's gonna flop. I'm sorry, like that might be very petty of me. I know they probably ain't even finished with the shit, but I just know the shit gonna fail. I want the shit to fail because I don't like Kirk and Rashida, and more so because I don't like Rashida because of the way she done carried on doing all this performing over Jasmine this season. So I want them to suffer. And that might be petty, but nobody. Oh no, that's that. that's more than fair. Thank you, friend. Your support means everything to me. Um, also, that shit was looking janky. Shit, that shit was looking like Robin was working working on it. So that's how you know the shit gonna flop. But anyway. I mean, look who's doing it. Fair. Um, because them press stores ain't all that. To, you know, mm, go mm, ahead, go ahead. Mm, <laughs> if y'all can't tell we have our dragon pantaloons on Come and on. we we just trying to suffer through loving hip-hop we we gonna right now you know I'm, I'm taking the potty break but go ahead jeremy i'm sorry that's fine um <clears throat> and they speed us through this annabelle let's get it <laughs> <laughs> scrappy shows up and he tells them about the drama that happened eddie minor's birthday and listen let me tell you something oh yeah scrappy, this is what I'm to hear. scrappy do I have to. You that. know what? I just remembered. I did watch the shit, and it was so dry. I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Once you start talking, because I remember the conversation he had with Mama D. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy, when you get to that, come on to me because I I had a big problem mm-hmm. with how he carried on with his own mama. Because yep. Okay, I'm gonna wait till you get there. Just go on and get there. Let, I mean, we we can start now because I mean, I'm oh, not gonna do yeah, this shit okay. in much order. I'm I'm doing it by I'm doing it by lay by what the people that's it happening. I ain't doing this shit scene by scene. So <clears throat> Scrappy gets to telling this shit to where um his mother in law Cece, who is Bambi's mother mother, went to that damn party and showed her ass ready to fight and ruin Imani's, uh, was it 14th Candace? I think it was a 14th yeah. birthday party. And Erica was like, look, let me tell you something. 
We are here for Imani. I ain't gonna be no shit at my my baby's party. If y'all got smoke, y'all can leave. But what you're not finna do is be up here trying to fight and talk to my mama in all kind of way and crazy and shit. And Scrappy's ass get the hollering at Erica and defending Cece. And like, you don't know her, don't talk to her like that, and this, that, and the third. Then, <clears throat> fast forward and scene, when his mama, Mama D, talked about it, she brought up a very good point when I think this is what Candace was going with it, because I had the same thought. Mama D said, you always defending CC and Bam fucked no, up no. behavior. Oh, go ahead. That battle axe. Mama yeah. D called CC a battle axe, and I am fucking screaming. She did not lie. She, she did, did not. First of all, Erica is just as pregnant weeks. as you want to be. She, I'm, she 89 weeks pregnant with twins. Why are you as a mother and a woman creating any havoc in that situation? You are not Imani's grandmama. You did not have to be there. Nope. Period. At all. You could have stayed your fat homeless ass where you was at. Mm hmm. And then Mama D has been going out her way to keep the peace with these motherfuckers. Yep. Shit, like I'm I'm so typically we get in Mama D shit, but Mama D really been on her mind, her business shit after Bam had the baby. And Scrappy was like, ain't gonna be none of that. She got her shit together. Yep. So you refusing to acknowledge that your mother-in-law. Is a whole bitch. And, and you can show own mama about this. When mama D wrong, she wrong. She was not wrong in the situation. She was not wrong. And the other thing is, his justification is... I'm protecting my family. Girl! Uh, it's, excuse me, excuse me, scrappy dude, but Imani, your daughter, that's family. You know who was also family? The mother of her, her goddamn mother. That's Erica. You know what the fuck you need to do? You need to check your mother-in-law. See, you want... <clears throat> See, niggas like Scrappy. You, you did all that performing and carrying on to get Bambi, only for her to bring all this hell and mess into your goddamn life. And now you two pussy and chicken shit to tell Bambi and her mama by extension, yo, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Like, the fact that you're not even in a good space and re relationship and a communication with the mother of your children because the, uh, the old second wife or girlfriend, whatever the fuck, and her mama want to act the goddamn ass and causing stress and, and potential harm for her when she is whole ass pregnant, when she don't bother y'all, Scrappy, you, Bama, and CC need y'all whole faces slapped. And that's the part that I can't respect, Scrappy. I mean, I don't respect you anyway because you're Scrappy. But <laughs> the fact that you willingly were defending people that were putting the mother of your children and when she's already pregnant in a stressful situation and then yelling at her like she's in the wrong, you are mad pussy for that, Scrappy. You are mad pussy. I see why you and Kirk and Jock are great friends. Because bitch-ass niggas click together. Ooh. Rep road. Up there looking like a fucking chicken wing that's been on the floor. Scrappy, I know you fucking lying. Michelle giving us the bridge from through with love. Okay. <laughs> and then the other thing I hate about Scrappy that he did, listen, let me tell you something. Scrappy, my love, well, no, you're not my love. You're a bitch ass nigga. But anyway, let me tell you something. You throwing up in Mama D's face that you've been going through depression and all this shit because of that accident when you only brought that shit up because she was reading your ass to the motherfucking 
glucose cell in your goddamn body, you need your fucking face lap. I hate when people use depression and whatever the fuck they're going through as a cop out with somebody reading them for motherfucking feel. Fuck you, Scrappy. What really bothered me was you talk, ain't nobody checked on me. You ain't checked on your friend who damn near died. Mm, and we're going to see that next episode. Well, I you are a whole ass bitch. Bitch. Okay. You have done all this performing so that you don't have to tell your wife your mom is out of order. Your mother-in-law tried to ruin your daughter's 14th birthday party, and you want to argue with Erica and Mama D. Ain't got shit to say to Bam or Cece talking about you protecting your family. Mm. I can't tell because it's because that <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mother-in-law, mother of your children and your mama. Which family come first, Scrappy? Mm. But you are a straight man, so you stupid. So suffer, Scrappy. Suffer like Bam. Suffer like Bama had to suffer cleaning the bed when you was eating buffalo wings in the goddamn bed. Let me say this: I'm not defending my mother-in-law, and she homeless. <laughs> I'm not defending my mother-in-law, and she dead fucking wrong. I mean that too. But you've been wrong for a long time. You just piling on top, girl. You don't have an address. Mm. You have bigger you, fish to fry. Actually, you, you don't have no fish to fry because you ain't got no pot. Because you, you ain't got, got no fish. stove. You ain't got no house. You are living mm. with it, girl. Mm. Get it together. Calm it down. You cannot be that desperate for these loving hip hop chicks that you on here looking a whole fucking fool picking a fight with your son in law's baby mama who don't do nothing Listen. but respect y'all. Just trying to get along and been extending olive branches. Since 1942, and y'all giving her y'all ass to kiss. Meanwhile, y'all bringing unnecessary hell and stress to her at her daughter's uh, birthday party. Y'all need y'all ass beat. How the fuck y'all y'all in the argument with Erica and Mama D? Not if Mama D can get along with the girl, there's no excuse for the rest of y'all. No, absolutely. So scrappy, man. What's the lady name? It don't matter. Go to hell, bitch. Yes, go to hell. <laughs> Your wigs already look like hell, so walk in your truth, bitch. Wigs, body, Ooh. face. Mm. Walk in your truth, bitch. I like it. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Speaking of walking in truth, <clears throat> so young Jockus was fed the fuck up this episode. <laughs> he, he was tired of these bitches. So he has he holds a meeting at Shalon Echelon. Um he has a meeting with Carly, with Chicana, and Sharonda, a bitch named Sharonda, and um, Cena, and Cena, his baby mama. And he basically like, look, look, why y'all bitches, why are y'all bitches lying on my name? Like, I know I'm young jock, and I've had a, a long extenuous history of fucking around, and Carly, I done fucked and sucked and all this shit with you for eight or four years in the past, but that's in the past. I have done nothing to warrant these rumors. Y'all ain't got no proof. Y'all ain't got no receipts. Y'all just got he say, she say. And half you bitches don't even like me. So why are y'all spreading these rumors and bringing all this hell into my life? Done got Kendra's stupid ass. Done left me. I'm up here looking like Mary Jock Blige. Why are y'all doing this? Why are y'all doing this? And the only person <clears throat> that even gave a, a, a halfway decent apology 
was Shekinah and was like, like y'all need to squash this shit. Sharonda, Cena, and especially Cena, girl, don't nobody give a fuck about you. Why you come back bringing me? Yeah, I was. Why are you here? Why, why? are you here, ho? Why? Jock ain't listen. Jock ain't bothering you. Jock trying to get his ha- keep his hair perm, and you come in bringing ruckus for no goddamn reason. Where call it fucking red girl? I know you fucking lying. Listen. Oh, they're looking like a marshmallow with a weird girl. Gone. Leave. Listen. Nobody asked for your presence. And then Sharon, listen. Let me tell you something. Look. I believe Jock. Ain't nothing that these motherfuckers done said or 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 or, or brought to the floor that makes me believe Jock Jock been flirting with any of them women in the shop. That Jock got something going on with Sharonda, or that Jock is out here f- philandering his very small penis to anybody but Kendra. That's okay. fair. Like we know that Jock is not allergic to ratchet pussy, but I don't think Sharonda is it. Right. Absolutely. So I feel like. All this shit was storyline. Cena just needed to come back and get a check for whatever fucking reason. And it's just Mona decided we're gonna give Jock a storyline and we're gonna make it as messy as possible. But girl, the writing is on the wall. Y'all just decided we just instead of having Jock in the position he needs to be as the comic relief, y'all gonna put him in a storyline. And then not only gonna put him in a storyline, you're gonna put him in a storyline with thinly veiled mess and make it everybody hates Jock. And so Jock gets mad and while they, you know, him and her humming and picking and Carly like, well, I don't give a fuck about you. Well, I can't tell, bitch, because you've been throwing dirt on this man's name since the whole fucking season started. I can't tell. And so he throws a chair and gets very angry and tells them, get the fuck out. And Sharonda's like, you're not going to keep me out. Don't accuse me of this shit. Also, Sharonda talks like she can't read. But that's neither here nor there. Because she can't. Mm. And I know the truth and you know, you're not going to talk to me, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. you just mad because I can run this business better than you. And like, bitch, again, I can't tell. Oh. Uh, wait a minute. She, she said, wait, she said what? She was like, you just mad because you mixing business and pleasure and the business is going bad and I can do bad all by myself. Right. You can get, you can let the shit burn down all by yourself. We know that to be true. Mm. You fucking bows up, girl. <laughs> How you could run some shit better than anybody else and the shit currently closed down because it almost burned down. Bitch, I know you lying. Mm. Correct, friends. Correct. And then <laughs> Jock and then Sharonda try to fight Jock and Shekinah get in the middle of it and <laughs> Jock and fuck around and knock her down. <laughs> and Shekinah's like, bitch, I need a nap. God damn. Y'all bitches are crazy. And that was basically that, and then Jock goes to Kendra's job, which, um, <clears throat> and says that I'm going down. I'm marriage obliged, and I can't live without you. I can't breathe without you. X, Y, and Z. And Kendra is like, I cannot take you back, Jock, because of all the things that you have done to me. And again, I would just like to point out, unless somebody is seeing something that I haven't, what has Jock done to you, Kendra? The only thing I can see is you believe in some bitches that, for some, whatever reason, just want to be messy towards Jock. Because all I can tell Jock ain't did shit to you. The only thing maybe I can see is you when y'all was in whatever the fuck it was and he was throwing water on poo nasty head. Oh. That's literally the only thing that I've seen Jock do to 
quote you, Kendra, have you out here looking stupid. You have out here looking stupid yourself because you believe in bitches with a history of being messy with no receipts. So that's on you. And you lucky that Jock is stupid enough to still want to be with your stupid ass. Because if it was me, I would have been like, okay, bitch, bye. You you gonna believe some motherfuckers? You gonna believe some rumors with no receipts over me and I ain't done shit to you? Okay, cool. Bye. Don't let the don't all picture with a good weird split you. Gone. Mm. So <clears throat> and that was that. And speaking of Carly, and then we're gonna wrap this up. So <clears throat> Rashida Boshita is having this mother-daughter thing. She gets all the mothers and their daughters together. Tokyo flies her mama in. They have a nice little scene, but I ain't really care about that shit. Um and <laughs> Carly's daughter is upset and she has smoke because she has decided to drop out of school because of bullying because she has been being i'm i'm getting that friend i'm getting there (laughs) she has been teased and made fun of because of the lies and allegations being made by Pooh. let me tell you something mona girl fuck you i call boo you you are the daughter of carly fucking red and you mean to tell me you a let no let's let's back it up before that you a grown titted woman Mm. yourself you are probably sexually active. Mm. Why is it? Why can anybody shame you about your mama being a freak? Mm. Your mama has been on motherfucking love and hip hop for eighty four fucking seasons, bragging about being a freak and being good at sex. We mm. have seen your mama fuck several niggas on love and hip hop in, mo- in one season. <laughs> what are you ashamed of? What can a motherfucker bully you about when your mama be on TV talk about giving niggas foot jobs? Girl, you ain't doing good in school. You couldn't cut the mustard ketchup. And you yeah. dropped your ass out. And instead of you being honest with your dumb ass mama, you had you found a loophole. Because again, ain't nothing they have ain't nothing that Putin said about Carly that is so outlandish that it would make it should make you ashamed your mama like having threesomes girl good fucking look your Your mama mama. jacking dicks with feet we didn't see your mama having about to have nasty time we didn't your mom is literally first of all i'm confused about carly's reaction to all of this while you're trying to be a sex counselor Mm. if you are not sex positive if you you don't need to be in that industry. Nobody should be able to shame your big old ass about being sexually active. Mm. That's the same thing. Like, I wonder, like, you like, you remind me of Candace Mama. Who let you get any type of certificate in sex counseling? Mm-hmm. Y'all, you and your daughter, you are not nearly as sex positive as you would like to have people believe. It's evident in how you've raised your daughter because. She trying, well, she trying to drop out of school because, I mean, as Pooh's daughter said, bitch, you've been in undergrad for seven years. Mm-hmm. So, Listen, let me tell you something. I don't care for Pooh. She a bozo and a bitch, and I can see her daughter being annoying, but that shit was funny as fuck to me. 
She said, bitch, you've been in school for 84 years for, for what she said, Candace, a bachelor. It don't take that goddamn long. Yeah. Well, at the, so, uh, I don't know who it was. Oh, Shekinah hosts the little mother's daughter brunch bullshit with, yep. for Rashida. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shekinah's going around table to table saying, you know, tell us what you appreciate about your mom. Tell us what you appreciate about your daughter. Uh, They get to Carly's table and Carly goes, I took a lie detector test. Everything was a lie that she said about me and Pooh like, bitch, what what questions they asked you? And why was none of us there when you took this alleged lie detector test? But first of all, why the fuck do y'all, why have y'all been dragging this out for 17 episodes? Who gives a fuck? Who gives that a fuck? And listen, let me tell you something. She kind of had me hollering. She was like, girl, you take, you need to be in school like yesterday, bitch. What did you do? Who gives a fuck what people talk about you? <laughs> listen, she kind of is one of the bright spots on the show. Now, I don't like what she looked like and them goddamn teeth, but personality-wise, I, I enjoy she kind of on this show. I, I you know what? I was, like I said, I... Mm-hmm. I just don't understand dragging this out. Don't nobody care about that shit. Carly all but admitted that Pooh was not lying about her fooling around him and her husband just about some of the the shit that they did. So it's just kind of like, what's the big idea? What do you need a lie detector test for? You fucked that woman and her husband. It don't matter if you you boo-booed on the sheets or not. You fucked them. And at one point in time, you was good friends with Pooh. And that's all Pooh been trying to say. And I do not like Pooh at all. I think she's old. I think she's tacky. I think she's immature. And I think she does a lot so that she could build a storyline and come back next season. Mm-hmm. But she did like, but she did not really lie on you. She said, me and Carly used to be good friends. Carly, no, we didn't. Carly had a threesome with me and my husband. No, I didn't. Well, I I basically did, but I ain't shit on their sheets. Girl, who fucking cares? You exactly. and ain't fucking age. Leave us alone. Leave God. us alone. Fuck and that's God. what and that's what Pooh's daughter said. Like, who gives a fuck? She was like, so what you AS? It ain't my ministry, but people like it. It's 2019. So what? And Carly's daughter do all this performance. She's trying to fight Pooh and Pooh's daughter. And Shekinah's like, girl, sit your goddamn ass down. <laughs> what is y'all doing? And so the mother-daughter brunch ends in chaos and mess. And Carly and her daughter doing a bunch of crying. Pooh and her daughter talking shit while they walking out. <laughs> and everybody else just looking like, oh, do you Carly's this? talking about... No, don't my baby. No, don't my god. She's shaking and shit. I'm like, girl, Carly, bitch. Now doing really? all this goddamn acting, all this fucking performing, and that was the episode. And that may or may not be my last time covering it on the show. <laughs> I'm a. We gonna come back for the reunion, but that's really all I got. Cause I mean, ain't nothing, nothing really going on. Uh, it's t- kind of turning into a waste of time. So it's turning into what love hip hop Hollywood usually is. Yeah, usually. I saw people asking, and maybe some confirmations that this week's episode might be the season finale, and I'm praying that that's the case. Me, Me too. 
because enough is enough but we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get back into a whole lot of fucking mess thank you for supporting the flawless noises media network you can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hey, y'all, we back from break, and now it is time to go to Chicago and get into some mess and some filth and flarn. Uh... It's time. You know, whew, this was an episode and I enjoyed it. Thank you, Big Fish. Okay. Uh, so the biggest, one of the biggest tattoo conventions around, which is hosted in Chicago, uh, is coming up. Nine Mag is going. And one of my one of my favorite petty moves that Ryan has pulled thus far um was not allowing lily to come uh under the nine mag brand <laughs> mm. oh yeah before we get there uh it was charmaine's birthday it was really good to see them all come together and celebrate charmaine's birthday uh despite her leaving the shop for the moment, she's sticking to her guns when they asked her, was she coming back to the shop? She was like, no, but I love y'all. Thank y'all for celebrating me. I'm out. Um, it's always funny seeing Ashley around for anything Charmaine related because mm -hmm. Charmaine fucked Don and like was going to keep fucking him until that, you know, y'all got caught. So that's always funny to me. Uh, but growth for you two dumb bitches. Um <laughs> Um, I don't expect much less from same old dog face, barbed wire mouth Ashley. Um, same old Warhol. Mm -hmm. Then Bella, the ugly bitch from the new Nine Mag, and Lily, Brittany, that's her name. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Bella, Brittany, and Lily get together for girls' night or some shit. And Bella has a breakdown about being a single mother and how her child's father has never seen a child, does not pay child support. She cannot support herself and her child with the money she's making. And nobody understands how hard it is for her. And she wants she was going to be independent and, you know, handle everything. What kind of what multiverse are you living in? <laughs> hmm. Where you living? Would you how did how did you possibly think that you would be able to afford to raise a child on a tattoo receptionist salary uh in, in which you are fired on and off from that job? She living on the earth Mysterio came from. What is it? Earth 863? 
Mm-hmm. Is that where you at? Earth eight six dumb bitch. Listen, truthfully. Speaking because... of dumb bitches, hold on, Candace. Listen, when Lily said <clears throat> in true dumb bitchery, Lily when she Bella was, you know, crying her her tears of a flighty girl. I don't know, I don't know what to say. But Lily asked talking about, well, girl, if you put him on child support, he gonna go to jail. What is it with certain women and not want to put child n- niggas using that race friendly in j- in jail for child support? Why why do y'all what are y'all what are you doing? If you're not taking care of your responsibilities, yes, send that nigga to jail. What are you talking about? I too was confused. I mean, it's Bella, so yeah, that's true. True. I you know I. I don't like women like that. Um, a lot of you women, you have to do your own growing and unlearning in your own time. But until you do, shut the fuck up. Because Correct. telling a woman who's raising a child by herself after saying things would be a lot better for her and the child if she had the support she deserves. And you go, well, that's just going to land them in jail. Okay, we'll be in jail. You don't do... In my honest opinion, you don't deserve to be free and a deadbeat. I agree. You, Bella, you get to be one or the other. Yeah. And so, and as, said usual, as usual, you dumbass chalupa, I wish you would have shut the fuck up. Correct. You never shutting the fuck up, but can't never get your priorities together. Mm. How does that even work? And that's what made Bella break down, because it was damn near like Lily was blaming her, like, well, I mean, you're going to send him in jail. I mean, it can't be that bad. Well, yes, bitch, it actually can. That's why Bill is trying to vent to your stupid ass. And Brittany over there just looking ugly and useless. She can't say shit because she don't know shit. Imagine venting to your supposed friend. Uh, not even a friend. A bitch who used to fuck. I was about to say, mm-hmm. your one-time scissor sister about not being able to make ends meet because the father of your daughter is not paying child support. You say you want to put him on child support. And she said, what about if he don't have no money, he going to be in jail. But if he don't have no money now, then why should he not be in jail? He not taking care of his responsibility. Why should he not be in jail? And you worried about jail, not even trying to be funny, but the you need to child, be in jail. <laughs> well, too. But the child support <laughs> process is a long one. Lily act like, okay, she gonna put him on child support. It's gonna kick in the next day, and then he not gonna have no money to make his first payment. He'll be in jail by Friday. It does not work that fast. Let's let me just. You are one dumb tostada built bitch. You are no. You know what? She she's one anti woman ass bitch. Mm. That's what the fuck you are, chili cheese burrito ass motherfucker. Like, because at every juncture, you got some shit to say about other women. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you beef with the men in the shop, but that's because they be holding your ass accountable for shit, and you can't put your hands on them like you can with Charmaine and Danielle. But you always got some shit to say about what the next woman is doing. Or not doing. Or not doing. Meanwhile, you ain't doing shit. You look like shit. You tattoo shit. Your life is shit. And you're a racist bitch, Lily. So what is truth? And you a bozo. You got that man. That man done came to Chicago to this convention. Went out of his way to seek you out. That man is talking about he's celibate. He ain't celibate. He trying to sell them bits to you. 
Mm-hmm. And you sitting up here worried about Junior and Adriana. Lily, look, you look like you smell like old ceviche. Mm. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, some of our listeners, just Google it. And when you think about it being old, you're going to throw up in your mouth a little bit. But you're welcome. That's my contribution. Uh, mind your fucking business. If you can't be a friend and listen without giving bad fucking advice, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That shut part. up, stupid bitch. Fast forward into the tattoo convention. That's why Ryan didn't want you tattooing with Nine Mag. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing, Candace. And then you do all that performing and caping for Bella Trash Ass Baby Bad only for the nigga not to show up when they arranged to meet at the damn tattoo shop. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, he, he, so. Bella reached out to her baby father and was like, listen, you need to have a relationship with your kid. You need to help me raise this kid. We laid down and had the unprotected sex, but then you think you could just clock out. So he was like, okay, I'll meet you at the shop. We could discuss everything and walk his sister. Bella shocked and appalled and his sister like, well, he ain't want to come. What kind of, you know what? I know what kind of families y'all got. Cause I ain't gonna be funny. I got some of them kind of fam. I got some of that kind of family too, where the, the people in the family, the elders, don't hold men accountable for shit. Mm. They allowed to be abusers, they allowed to be deadbeats, they allowed to, you know, be cheap. They allow they allowed to, they don't get held accountable for anything. So I understand what type of family uh, Bella's baby daddy got. Mm -hmm. There ain't no fucking way that sister should have showed up without her brother. She should have been like, my nigga, I don't give a fuck what's happening. We finna get in this motherfucking car. We finna go meet your daughter, my niece, for the first fucking time. And that's what the fuck it is. Right. Like, nigga, all us getting a VH1 check. Not even a check. Know your fucking child. What kind of man lay down, make a baby, and has never met their child? That shit is disgusting. Child. Bella Bozo, but that baby girl with her cute self does not deserve that. And Bella shouldn't have to raise that child without the financial help of the other parent and without the presence of the other parent. It's about more than money. He should have to be physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially responsible for his child. Period. Correct. Shouldn't be no shorts. Absolutely. And that's why, Lily, you should have shut the fuck up. Imagine, imagine, first of all, imagine defending a man. But then secondly, imagine defending a man and then he proved the fucking point. I know you fucking lying, Lily. Yeah. And go to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you get what's due, what's owed to you. I hope you get your money, honey. You deserve that for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on to this tattoo convention, the mess. Everybody named Mama was there, rightfully so. And I don't believe this was staged by Big Fish because one of the biggest tattoo conventions in the country, it will in the world of the year. I expected to see. Cobra, she's because she's a good tattoo artist, fat bitch. I expected to see uh, Reese there, line bitch. Mm. Uh, I 
expected to see Lily there because even Lily is a good t- tattoo artist, bad built, uh, sombrero, ay 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 ass bitch. Expected <laughs> I expected to see who we saw from Nine Mag. I expected to see the guy from um, uh, Tattoo Baby Shop in in Miami. I expected to see them there. So I expected to see these big names here. I expected to see Junior there, but I expected to see Junior there working. Mm. Junior being there to socialize was very fucking weird to me. Yeah. Especially when but, he's one of the best artists on the show. Um, Junior, to me, Junior looks great. You know what I'm saying? Junior looked great. He saw Van. I thought Van was pussy for telling him that Reese and Cobra and Lily was there. Because he wouldn't have sought them out if Van hadn't said anything. Yeah, I agree. And especially knowing Junior is trying to get in a better space i mean clearly he's not there yet <laughs> but knowing he's trying to get in the, like if that's your nigga like, and maybe it's just me but if that's your nigga stay him away from mess yeah like now if he you know decided to seek out the mess on his own and just saw them and was like and catching glance and you know eventually wandered over there himself then that's on him but you specifically telling him they here and be on the lookout like you was wrong for that, man. I wouldn't have told Junior shit. I would have let Junior mind his goddamn business. Indeed. But it's Van, uh, so you know he don't make good decisions. And so, Van, oh, man, that fat bitch got a lot of nerve with all the motherfucking lawsuits pending because of him and them bad tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a motherfucking hepatitis shot. Get the fuck out of here. The disdain in your voice. <laughs> I like how you had on national TV two of your former clients say that their tattoo was either supremely ugly to the point that they it mangled their body and then somebody whose tattoo got infected. What? How is that even possible? And no. you were Reese and, and Lily and Cobra being there and kicking shit off with Junior and them. Go to jail, and, man. Well, go back to jail. Junior decides he wants to have a conversation with Reese and Cobra because he feels that he's owed an, a sincere apology and he wants his name cleared. And it should be cleared. I agree. And so he tries to talk to Reese and she scampers away. <laughs> Like the coward that she is. Correct. And so then he waits a little while for Cobra to finish her client. And he goes, he asks Cobra, you know, can we have a conversation? And so Cobra's like, yeah, okay, sure. And Junior goes, they get outside and Junior is like, Cobra, you lied. I didn't lie. I know what I saw. It's in God's hand. Why y'all always putting God in y'all bullshit? Mm-hmm. God ain't signed up for that. He ain't signed up to have his name lied on. God Junior like, literally saw the footage. Cobra and they did like they cut to Cobra seeing the footage last season when the shit popped off or whatever. 
And she like, y'all must have, maybe it's the way y'all recorded it. Maybe y'all did something to the footage. They showed that fight from 17 angles. And then showed the an angle with her right there seeing that Junior did not punch Reese. But they right. literally showed the angle from when Reese thought she got hit. And it was somebody that just brushed her back. One of the security she, guards, I believe. And she started going off on Junior. We all saw that. Mm-hmm. Well, let me and, take that back. Reese didn't see it because she was too much of a coward to admit that she was yeah. wrong. Like, I don't think she set out to lie at first, but she she should have admitted that she was wrong. Like, he didn't. Okay, I saw the footage. He didn't actually hit me. That's my bad. I thought he did. Because right. at the, end of the moment, I get it. Right. The heat of the moment, you were getting your ass beat by Junior's uh, annoying ass girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which is she good for reaching around people and yanking some hair. Mm, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> but like, I just thought it was hella weird for you to be you to be to the point where you want to argue with footage that actually shows what happened. Like you cannot admit that you're wrong. Right. He had a reason to go off on your ass and cuss your ass out because y'all have literally dragged his name through the mud. And we've seen it's lucky that he can still tattoo without major issue or anything and i was like shout out to him for when ryan was like yeah i reached out to him to offer him a job but he turned that shit down and junior was like man fuck that i can't i cannot be around that shit i got to be away from that and i said thank you and i i thought it showed significant growth that he was even willing to try to have the conversation with cobra or reese yeah it to me double down and lie like that like you could have stayed in motherfucking San Diego for this she, shit. She doubled down on that lie and like she like and cause Junior was like, so you saw the footage. What did the footage look like? Well, the footage make me look like a liar. No, you are a you liar. You are a liar. The footage didn't make you look like shit. You are a liar. And maybe in that moment when everything was hectic, maybe you thought Junior did hit her. And that's a fair assessment. Because they all did. They all did. And but they once you that footage, footage, back. you should have apologized to that man. And you should have told Reese that she was wrong for accusing, making that accusation. And my thing is, how a motherfucker punch you in the face, but you can't see him see who punched you in the face. Mm. He ain't punch you in the back of your head. He ain't punch you in your ass. If somebody then slugged you in your face, you're gonna know who punched you in your face. You can see them. She did not. You know what? She didn't get punched in the face. And to your point, I'm glad you said that because that's literally what Cobra said because they wrote the beautiful bean footage on that. Cobra said Junior looked her square in the face, punched her twice or punched her twice, then looked her square in the face, called her a bitch and then punched her again. Mm -hmm. When did you see all that? Because they weren't even face to face ever. Right. No, they never were. He swatted and- at her when she kept trying to hit him, but he never squared up on her. He never did her how uh C's did her in New Orleans. No. Right. He never squared up on her. You flat out fucking lied, Cobra. And yeah, you like your big ass piece of shit to admit that you were wrong. You don't even have to admit that you lied or that you were gunning for Junior. All you had to do is like, my bad. I, I thought I saw something. It didn't seem like that's the case. That's my fault. You could get away with virtually a lot in this situation. He's even giving you the opportunity. But you sit up here stuck on mess. 
when you came here to fucking work. Right. And speaking to your point of growth, Junior, even in this episode, he didn't really had that much smoke for Reese because he said the real perpetrator <laughs> of the mess is Cole because the she's shade. the one that put that in Reese's head. The shade Junior was throwing at Cobra was beautiful. When he said they don't call you Cobra for no reason because you a snake, mm. I was like, ooh. I wasn't no lies told. And so in the room. after Cobra refused to admit that she lied on Junior, Junior's like, all right, fuck it. I'm not about to keep talking to you and you keep lying. Um, go they go back inside. Junior, okay, I hate Junior's girlfriend. She's God, I, I do not like that lady. Um, she's one of those people that um convince you to do some shit or try to gas you up to do some shit you shouldn't and then when shit go left she ain't nowhere to be found uh because they she's talking shit by lily's booth and that's the one thing i wish junior had done differently you don't need to be nowhere near in the vicinity of lily nope uh but they talking shit and lily who had the right to say it was like hey can y'all get away from my booth with all of that she had the right to say it, but this is one of them, one of those instances where you should have used your discernment. You could have sent somebody over there to tell them to move away from your booth. Like, yeah, you wanted that face-to-face -face confrontation with Adriana and with Junior. Like, you doing everything in your power to get in front of Junior's line of vision. Like, you ain't got me fool. You may have other people fool. You may even have your motherfucking self fool, Gordita. But you ain't got me, goddamn fool. You doing everything in your power to get. You never got over Junior. You not over Junior. You still want Junior. You still cannot stand that he is with Adriana and not giving you the time of day, because there's no fucking reason you could have sent anybody over there to be like, can you tell them to take all that fucking arguing you out? Sent of my security. security van. Anybody. What What was really crazy to me is. At, when you really care about your partner, when you really care about them, you don't ever want to see their reputation and how they make money and their brand tarnished. And Adriana has no issue always contributing to tarnishing Junior's brand. And the fact that he cannot see that um, is very weird to me. I am not going to go to anything you have that's related to your professional life and show my ass. No bad, no matter how bad I want to, I'm not going to put you in a position where you have to defend your defend your name, defend your brand, you know, defend your reputation um, because of my behavior. If you want to, if you want to sink your own ship, that's on you. Because I'm gonna just get off. But I don't have a right to sink your brand because I can't stop being volatile and toxic. And that's my problem with Adriana. And that's why she tried to uh, she tried to sucker punch Lily and got kicked in the goddamn face. Yeah, she did get stomped out. And her wig snatched off. Mm -hmm. And that's Enjoy not the that Lily can fight, but... I mean, it was it was it was payback for how she got beat up in Cancun. Yeah, because Adriana beat the shit out of Lily in Cancun. She <laughs> got that uh, Jamaica. Ryan gets pissed off because then all this commotion spills over near the nine mag booth, and Ryan like, I know you fucking lying. 
And Ryan, like, I'm not finna do this. Let me get the fuck up out of here. But you wouldn't have ran me from my booth because I would have just called the police on y'all. Yep. You wouldn't have ran me out of no money. But money and exposure, you got me fucked up. Yeah. And why that you know what? And that and that was the that was basically the end of that convention ending with all that mess and mayhem. Um, before we get out of here, could y'all please stop trying to show us Don being a dad? Niggas supposed to have their kids. I mean, what do you want from us? When Ashley busy, Don can get his own son. What are you trying to prove to us? Leave us alone. Show us, show us more of his sex tapes with his mistresses. Mm-hmm. I want to see his kids. Fuck them kids. Well, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Just like we didn't want to see them trying to apply for a home loan for a million dollar house. And getting approved for two hundred thousand dollars, we don't care. And y'all ain't doing nothing but embarrassing them. So please, please stop. Mm-hmm. This your homie. This your big OG asking you, big fish. Keep them cheering off our TV, please. Because <laughs> he just be in the shop running wild, risking getting tetanus and shit. Cause Lord knows that shop ain't clean. Nope. But it's nice to see Don taking an active role in trying to keep the old NIMAG, you know, clean and tidied up and shit. But still, we don't need to see him doing housework. No. Okay. We appreciate you cleaning up the shop, but we don't care. But right. I'm glad you said that. Before we zoom on over to Potomac, someone explain to me how much sense it makes. For Don to be working at the tattoo shop and having it open, and there's no one in there that does tattoos. Mm. They just needed a scene. Yeah, it was it was filler. That's why I said keep that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need that. Everybody that can do tattoos was at the goddamn convention. Why is Don there working? He can't tattoo. Bella can't tattoo. Y'all need to do better. But anyway. It's time for Real Housewives of Potomac. So this is what episode nine days of our knives. (laughs) So we immediately zoom right on back to Candace's mama's kitchen. (laughs) The shit is still going on. She is completely losing her shit. And Chris and Karen, to a degree, pull her to the side and try to calm her down. Chris is like, you cannot let anybody take you out of your element like this, especially in your own house. Like, you need to calm down. And I appreciated him trying to do his best for her. She didn't listen to a motherfucking word he said. Um, And I'm not even mad because if you feel disrespected in your home, then you're going to react. Like, that's human nature. I'm not mad at that, but I do agree with him. I'm like, you should not be letting Ashley, of, of all people, take you through the ringer like this especially when you ain't really wrong for what you're saying like it's not like your opinion about her now granted you being that concerned about her marriage with michael is a little weird and whether or not they actually trying to have a baby and all that kind of stuff but if that's how you feel that's how you feel and you just been sitting on this big joker 
the whole time. Like we we could have skipped through a lot of this, but um we get back to the table and Giselle in typical Giselle fashion to keep the mess going throws Robin under the bus. And basically it's like, well, I wasn't here, so I don't know what was said. But Robin and, and Candace were having a conversation. And uh, I think that's why that'll explain why Candace feels the way she feels about your marriage. And I'm like, Robin, I mean, Giselle, I thought Robin was supposed to be your friend. Why would you throw her under the bus like this? And why would you sit up here and and say that you weren't there so you don't really know what was said? Why would you do that? Frenemies. Well, the green eyed bandit. <clears throat> I was gonna use a different B word, but let me not. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then the whole at, uh, Michael making the dick sucking comment at that party came up. You know, Robin, like once it was out there, Robin said what she said. And then Ashley started playing. I don't know what she was doing, like Princess of Denial, I guess. Um, this listen. But it was it was multiple people like it was Robin. It was Candace. And when Chris chimed in, it was like, yeah, he said that shit. <laughs> but it's not even that. It's just. Who makes up something like that? Who like I'm not even trying to be funny. And these ladies can, can and have been trash. But who has time to really sit and fabricate that? Especially when your husband has a history of sexually harassing cast and crew on this fucking show. He was almost brought up on criminal charges. Yep. He was definitely arrested at least. I don't understand. And then she was like, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Then she get in the car with, with uh, um, What's that stick figure name? Um, Katie. Katie. Talking about, well, I don't, I don't think he said that. But Katie said, do we be fucking around with men? I was like, listen. Katie was asking the hard hitting questions though. I I can only guess because I was hoping they would have rolled the footage back on that episode. I can only guess that they are saving it for the reunion to really set it off. Either because that or just later in the in the season when it can really make him look the worst. Because he said the shit. We didn't seen we didn't seen the footage already. He and I know he admitted to saying it when he went over there, like, oh, did was my microphone on? I said something I regret. I bet you do. They still not giving us an idea of which husband he said that about. Yeah. And you know why? Because if they do, they would have to let he they would have to remove him from the show mm. if that team come out. Because he can't keep harassing the men and the cast and crew on that goddamn show. And I'm so listen, I'm so sick of Ashley acting. You know your husband bisexual. He was bisexual when you met him. And you and I'm ain't nothing wrong with you being with no bisexual man if that's what you want, because bisexual don't mean you a rabbit dog who trying to fuck any and everything moving. Bisexual people get in relationships with one sex or the other all the time and are monogamous. And healthy. 
but you're lying. And you know you're lying. Mm-hmm. And these women and Candace's husband have not made this story up and pulled it out of thin air. Your husband said he would suck somebody dick. And that's just what the fuck it is. Leave us alone. How you performing that pride, but you so ashamed of your husband's sexuality? Mm. I said it. I said it last week. She had no business being in that space. Yeah, for multiple we reasons. Don't, we don't get, but I'm going to let Curtis get to that. Multiple reasons. So then Candace brings up the Amistad comment and Katie is ready to... And why is she so mad? You another tragic mulatto. <laughs> what are you so upset about? If if Katie was a darker skinned, darker toned, darker complected woman, I would be like, okay, Monique need a ass whoop. Because we would have known what the implication was. Girl, you are two shades darker than a sheet of fucking white paper. How would anybody mistake you for a slave anything? You, you mm. are very rough around the edges. This is true indeed. Mm. <laughs> you don't look like you shower every day. <laughs> I mean, but, present. but all that grandstanding you doing about the Amistad comment, girl, Monique, the darkest one in the cast. Okay. I feel like Katie... Candace. Candace and Monique are the two darkest women on that show. The rest of them, I have called them all before with their drama. They are all tragic mulattoes. Giselle, Robin, Karen, uh, Katie, whatever other light-skinned bitches have been on. Girl. Ashley. Ashley, let it fucking go. I feel like Katie doing all this performing because she trying to get a well, I don't, I don't know if they got peaches. I don't know what the fuck they got. But flute. They, she's trying to get a flute to be on the show from full time because otherwise she has no purpose on this motherfucker. She need to be worried about getting an AA token first. Mm. Yeah. But and never go out and not get pissy pass out drunk. That it's like you can tell like she she's on stuff a lot because her personality is completely different when she's sober. It's like night and day. Agreed. Yep. So then she goes out because finally Candace is like, get get out of my house, get out of my house, get out of my house. And I'm just like, Ashley is bold because if I tell you to get out of my house once, that's the only time I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm calling the police. After that, I'm calling the police. So the fact that you sat up there being defiant and not wanting to leave this lady house, even though she's talking shit about you, I thought was really weird. Like, get out of her house. But then for Katie to go out there and tell Ashley, oh, she wants you to stay. Like, girl, so you just going to openly keep the mess going? <laughs> she trying to stay on the show for whatever reason. For whatever, This ain't how you do it, baby, because what's interesting about you? Mm. You ain't doing nothing but stirring up mess that was boiling way before you even got here. And them sad ass titties. And them sad ass wigs, that hair. Then she gonna talk about, oh, I wear head wraps because I started doing my own hair. Girl, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, Katie? Mm. She don't damn know. 
Nobody gives a fuck about that. I don't even remember why Monique said that. Now, did she use the wrong word in her shade? Yes. But yeah, absolutely. Taking the shit so literal, it's clear that she was not trying to compare you to a slave because that don't make no sense. At all. Because we all know you would have been uh, just a, a concubine. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just leave us alone, Katie. Yeah, when Karen says so, he was fiending for a penis that wasn't in the room. That's an addiction. I was like, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, listen. Listen. Yeah. I am howling because Karen has waited for this moment for so fucking long. Yep. And oh, I can't. When when Curtis get to the Pride event, we gonna really talk about it. But Ashley has been thoroughly exposed these past few episodes. Mm -hmm. Let her shit lay in bare. And she can't she, deal. She is so exposed. And I want to recant what I said in one of the earlier episodes where, I, where we were like, you know, Candace can't dish it or take it like Ashley. Uh, they in the same boat. Ashley can't take it either. She told motherfuckers to mind their business. This is the same bitch who has been prying in everything related to Karen Huger and Monique for the last two seasons. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is the bitch. This is but, her. Yep. But that's she, a that's a typical trait with me and girls. They can dish. They they can be in everybody else's business, but don't you dare try to sweep around their house. Mm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, come on, Jeremy. Now that's a word. Mm. You hate you to see it. You must be on that malt liquor today, friend, because you are poignant. <laughs> you are giving it to us today. <laughs> you ain't playing with nobody. And I like them. But I will say, Giselle and Karen were refreshingly and surprisingly non-biphobic about the whole thing. They was like, if he sucked dick, he sucked dick, girl. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, because I was expecting the worst because we, you know, we know how cis women can be. I wasn't expecting the worst from them because they all have been with trash men. Like, they, Fair enough. And, they, and Giselle and Karen specifically, they both surround themselves with some gay men. So, and they don't seem to treat them like accessories. Like, that's true. You know, they make sure that they get paid for the work that they do and stuff like that. So I wasn't surprised that they weren't like biphobic about the shit. Do I think they were posturing a bit to kind of make Ashley feel a little bit more comfortable? Yes. But I think any reasonable person may have embellished a little bit in that situation. Like, girl, it's not that big of a deal. Because like, it's really not. <laughs> and for Ashley to be lying, like, he didn't say that. And and, and they like, girl, you heard what he said. Y'all walked away after he said it. You were there. Like, girl, what is you doing? And I thought it was highly interesting that she didn't have anything to say when Chris was like, yeah, he did say that shit. Mm. But then they bring up Persgate. And, you know, Candace gets to crying because they start talking about her relationship with her mom. And we'll get back to that. Because Dorothy, Dorothy has made another appearance. I got some. Yeah, because I got some, some smoke for Candace and her mom. Because, oh. Mm. So Giselle meets up with Ashley after all this happens, like the next day or whatever, being messy, throwing Karen under the bus. And then Ashley completely glosses over the fact that it was Giselle that brought the shit up about Michael in the first place. 
this is like the second time this season that's happened where Giselle is literally the epicenter of the mess and everybody just glosses over it. She may not be the epicenter, but she's definitely the facilitator. Like, yeah, that's a better word. Because you know she'll start it, but then she she is mess that she's not involved in. Like this has literally nothing to do with her. Right. Yeah. She went out of her way to bring that shit up. So for Ashley to just completely gloss over that, like for whatever reason, I feel like Ashley did meeny mean any meeny miny mo. Which bitch am I gonna drag by the toe? And she settled on Robin, which makes no sense. She's like, well, you're not being a friend to me. And da 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 I'm like, I think Robin has been a pretty good fucking friend because she didn't go to nobody and really tell them what Michael said. She's been going out of her way to stay out of the shit because she didn't want to be the one to spill the beans about it. She definitely has. But imagine Ashley talking about you not being a friend to me. Girl, I know you fucking lying. Right. As unfriendly as you've been to so many people. And as unfriendly as you are to continue to be trying to sing and shit. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> girl. Mm-hmm. So, Candace's mama. <sighs> yeah. So, Candace m- makes an appointment with Giselle's uh, therapist for her, her and her mom. So, her and her mom are riding in the car, and Dorothy is already doing the most, trying to talking control shit. the narrative, talking huh? shit. Mm hmm. And this was before they even got to the therapy session. That's number one. And then I real when they walked in and I saw how Dorothy was dressing her hair and everything, and how it's such a stark contrast to how she was dressing. That like, old bitch trying to be a city girl. She trying to compete <laughs> with with Candy. She's trying to have a hot girl summer, but newsflash, bitch. Come on, hot Dorothy summer. You going? You didn't been through menopause. All your summers be hot. Ah. You are like, like 60. Mm. Like you look a plus, she looks a plum fucking fool. She it it appears to me that the attention that she's gotten in the past on that show when Candace came on has gotten to her head because she's doing the fucking most. Mm, yep. And also, Dr. Ken was looking kind of snacky. I was like, uh, okay, I see you. He was also yeah. looking kind of smacky because he was over Dorothy. Oh, he was not playing with Dorothy's shit at all. And he thought when they got there, he was like, "Let me tell you something. You are not the therapist in this situation." And he kept having to tell, "Let the girl talk. My God, let her talk." I what really, I guess, what pissed me off, what has pissed me off about Candace is that she has. And we, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. She has traded her, the respect of her mother for financial gain. Mm-hmm. Candace is way too old to still be this codependent on her mother, both financially, emotionally, and everything else. It makes absolutely no sense. And when they start to bump heads, she cries because you cannot make me believe that in the past those crocodile tears did were not used as leverage to get whatever she wanted from her mother. So a part of me, Dorothy is a nasty motherfucker. I have no idea who would even think to give that woman any type of licensing, licensure, whatever you want to call it, 
to be a part of mental the mental health network in any capacity because she is not all there her goddamn self. She 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 lacks self awareness. She lacks accountability, and she's on the combative. she's combative. She's condescending. It like everything Candace says about her mother is absolutely true. Yep. But at the same time, if you had opted to struggle some versus putting all of your independence into your mother's hands. This is not a situation you would be dealing with right now. I agree you, with that, but at the same time, I think that you always have to set boundaries with family. Like, yes. Especially with family like Dorothy. Like I feel like even if Candace has struggled in the past, then that would just be ammunition for Dorothy. Like she has a fundamental problem with Candace. And it comes out at every opportunity, whenever she gets even the slightest bit annoyed. And the fact that yeah. she completely glossed over hitting that girl in the face with that purse. Not even glossed over it, told her, don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. We don't need to talk about that. We absolutely do need to talk about why you are putting, why you are physically assaulting your child at somebody's wedding. Because you didn't like something that she said. Only for you to get in front of somebody else and try to change the narrative and basically make it seem like she's always upset because you say things that she doesn't like. Yeah, because yeah. you disrespect her. You talk to I, her like she's garbage, like she's trash. I truly wish Candace had. And, and you know what? I wish Dorothy had cut the umbilical cord at some point. Mm -hmm. Let me say that. We can say what we want to say about Candace, but a lot of times our parents set boundaries for us too. I was going to say, you said it earlier. You said codependent. It's not one-sided. Yeah. Our parents set boundaries. They love us. They'll be there for us within reason. But in exchange for control, Dorothy has done everything Candace has, has asked of her down to a six-figure wedding that Candace and Chris would not have been able to afford otherwise. And now you feel like you have all of this power that you can exert onto Candace because she is basically still a dependent. Mm -hmm. Enough should be enough. On both and, sides. Yeah. And in the preview, I, they show Chris talking to Candace like, I want you to have a better relationship with your mother, but you got to do the work too. Candace is spoiled and pampered and a princess and a diva. And I'm low-key starting to stand for Chris because he don't play with her. When nope. she was doing all that rah-rah shit and he reined her in, girl, get your goddamn self together. In here standing on my motherfucking chairs. I'm trying to cook you. You and your raggedy ass friends. A 17 course meal. And you throwing butter knives and showing out. Can't keep your composure and shit. Sit the fuck down. Listen. When he, was, when he was like my food is burning. <laughs> he walked off. I was like ooh give us drama. Candace, get a job honey. Get a job. Mm. You are college educated. In the past you worked with the Obama, you worked under the, you worked, for, matter of fact, I Googled it. She worked for the Obama administration. You got it. Use it. 
You want to sit around and you want to be a housewife. You didn't marry no nigga that could afford you to really be the housewife you want to be and the lifestyle that your mother has gotten you accustomed to. But with a two-figure income, with a two-person income in that house, y'all ain't got to depend on that motherfucker. Because for real, Dorothy ain't got no business paying no mortgage on a house or condo that she don't live in. Nope. And that is not a flat-out rental property. So... I want Candace... I agree with our Candace that Candace needs to get some financial independence because not only for herself but for her marriage because listen chris the issues that your mama has inflicted upon you and the reason that she's got you so messed up you don't have to take that out on chris he don't deserve that yeah now i will say either well that's true i will say though that these are some deep-seated issues and it's going to take some time to work through but I think that there's a there may be a little glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel, because when she was like, I'm no longer interested in dealing with toxicity. And Dr. Ken was like, bitch, do you hear what she's saying, Dorothy? She's saying you can you can keep, get the boot if you don't get your shit together. So I think that we're starting to get there, but it's a long process. And with everything else that she's juggling she's not going to make any significant progress that we can see. And hell, we saw that in the preview. She arguing with Monique about to get dragged by a pregnant woman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She always arguing with some fucking body. Because Ashley had her looking out here looking like a whole fucking psychopath. She was just completely unhinged. And Ashley, you know, being the messy trash that she is, is unbothered until she get in another situation. Which, you know what? We'll get to that now. So first and foremost, Virginia Pride, whoever's in charge, I'm going to need you. Let me not say that. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, because that was evil. <laughs> Let me not say that. Save for the group chat. Ooh, I can't believe that almost came out of my mouth. Ooh. Anyway, whoever's in charge of Virginia Pride, you need your ass beat. Why would you book Ashley mm. to perform? At Virginia Prize, she does not have any talent, and I'm trying to figure out who was these niggas in the crowd that was like liking what they were seeing and hearing during this performance. And you, you practice for three hours a day, and that was what you came up with. You didn't even do anything. Let me say this real quick. I would like, I would like Giselle to be arrested because, bitch, when you fixed your loud, obnoxious, nosy mouth to put Ashley in the same sentence as Beyonce. I want you brought up on felony charges. I want you indicted, bitch. Under the jail. You are fucking ridiculous. Ashley wasn't even singing. Because she can't. Yeah. What was you? What was that, bitch? The talent Listen, does not exist. When I said it last week, and it it holds up now after seeing that performance, she did not deserve the opportunity to perform in that space for many reasons. The main one being she had no fucking talent. Nope. And I don't give a fuck about you bringing your brother up there. That didn't make anything better. Somebody. From the community, 
deserved that opportunity to shine. It was not her. That shit was terrible. When her ass somehow I could go on a world tour. No. Girl, no. Where? To jail. The only one going on a world tour is your husband. And he is <laughs> all the different sauces. Your husband is on a fellatio tour. Okay. He is out here trying to taste every flavor of the fucking rainbow, rainbow. and everything in between. Fucking Skittle. And so <laughs> he already got a head like a Skittle. So it's kind of I'm saying it's close to being complete. Like, leave us alone. Meanwhile, I don't understand why Robin is coming to my performance. Bitch, because you invited her. And you was too motherfucking coward to uninvite her. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. If in the good words, in the words of good old motor oil drinking Jeremy, if you gonna fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. You got a problem with Robin, and you have been too coward to speak to Robin or to tell Robin, I don't want you to come to my performance. I ain't fucking with you right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're a coward. You can dish it. You cannot take it. Nope. And part of that is because you know who your husband is. And, you're and you are too it. much, uh, again, too much of a coward for you to say, babe, let's, let's just be open about who we are. Because you haven't given us much choice in the matter. <laughs> Correct. Because every time we turn around, he's sexually harassing somebody. Or assaulting. So, what are you still hiding? Anyways, Robin, that purple wig was trash, honey. It was. It was. But I did appreciate her throwing Giselle under the bus with Giselle sitting right next to her. Because she was Giselle talking about, they talking about me. Right. And that guy was like, get out that conversation, Rob, uh, Giselle. But Robin was like, did you not hear Giselle bring it up? I was not going to say anything. And she's speaking on a conversation that she was not even present for. Yeah, but she was like, "What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Like, I'm not gonna sit up here and not tell the truth. Like, what do you want me to do? You, you didn't have my back, Robin. Like, have your back. I told the truth. You did not. Yes, honey, I did. She's like, and I'm not about to lie to you and tell you he didn't say it when he did. And you know that he did, cause I'm, I'm team Robin on this. I'm like, why do I need to have your back when you knew that he said the shit to begin with? Why do I need to have your back about some shit you're lying when about I, too? When I'm telling the truth. If I'm telling the truth, I'm standing in my truth. If it, was, truth. if it was just me that heard it, then maybe I'd be like, uh, maybe I misheard it. I was drunk, but you're not gonna tell me three people all heard the same exact thing that you claim didn't happen. And according to Candace, uh, Chris was not drunk. Yeah, he don't look like. I don't think he drinks that much. I don't think he drinks. I think he that just drink like socially, but he don't even drink to like get drunk. No, know? he keeps it you know cool and classy. So you got two possible drunk, but you got one completely sober. And this is a man, you know, he was uncomfortable even bringing that shit up or confirming it because he he completely looked like he did not want to be involved in them women's conversations at all, but. It's lucky that he was cooking because they no telling what would have happened with Candace if he had not been there and all this shit popped off. But 
Ashley, you just a whole ass bozo. Like you on here lying to be lying at this point because you I don't know if you're trying to convince hope or yourself, but you failing miserably. You as bad as lying as you are as singing. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, that is quite a feat. So I was here for it. And that was pretty much the episode. The mess is going to continue in the next episode. And I'm here for it. Potomac has not let us down so far this season. So we're going to see what's what. In the meantime, in between time, let's slide on over back to the West Coast to L.A. for basketball wives. So before we start, I um, him. I put on my Candace pantaloons and I had a little investigative journalism go on. I stumbled across it, but it's fine. So the first thing, and this is just funny, um, there was an article that I saw and the title was Sit Your Bad Knees Down. Fans call out Evelyn Lazada for trying to get buck with Jennifer Williams. So first of all, that was just funny to me. Mm. But basically in the article, they were saying that the the trailer where you can see Evelyn, you know, getting crazy with Jen or whatever the case may be, had people, you know, rub people the wrong way. So I really only took out some of the stuff that they were saying. So there was one that said, Evelyn is too damn grown for this and she knows it, trying to climb up on that chair all delicately. (laughs) (laughs) Woman, we know your knees hurt. Sit down. Somebody else said, imagine being in your 40s and 50s, still climbing tables and being messy, child. Mm. Somebody else, Evelyn, sit your bad knees ass down. And then uh, the last one said, Evelyn always jumping up, but never makes an effort to make contact. Like, sis, ain't your body feeling weak? And I just want to say shout out to the petty motherfuckers on the internet that did not forget that it was just a few episodes ago that Evelyn was complaining about joint pain or whatever the fuck. But you ready to fight Jen? I was like, all right, well, I'm here for it. The other thing, and this is actually going to tie into the (laughs) pretty much the big joker of this episode. And that is I saw an article. This was on Madame Noir. And it said, blood don't lie. Thomas Scott's biological dad speaks out after basketball wives drama. And he's a familiar face. So I looked through the article and everything. And Thomas's real father is a black actor named T.K. Carter. Uh, He's been in a lot of stuff. He's like one of those faces that you see all the time, but you may not know his name. Um, Mm -hmm. Most notably and recently, I think he... He played Annalise's brother on an episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Um, if you Google TK Carter, when you see his face, you'll recognize him. I'm about to do that now, actually. But anyway, so he wrote on Instagram, I believe. He said, Don't give a fuck what nobody had. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so it's DJAF exclamation, what nobody has to say. Mm. You know, mm. My, I know this nigga. Yeah. I, I told you. Yeah. So he says, My son is one blessed, handsome young man because my father, Thomas Calvin Carter, RIP, was handsome, talented, and blessed. Passed that down to me. Thanks, Pops, for giving me life. And thank you, God, for Thomas Kent Carter Jr. and my granddaughter, 
blood don't lie looks and talent don't either and he that that was his comment with a lot of typecasing and um bad grammar and punctuation but it was a picture of him thomas and thomas's daughter and so then i dug a little further in the article and i even went on tk's instagram to confirm he posted a picture last year matter of fact i went i wrote down the motherfucking date okay don't call me poor shot here i did some research <laughs> he posted a picture on september 9th 2018 where he let the cat out of the bag that thomas was his son so he posted the picture it was him it was thomas and it was a little girl and the caption just said, keep just keeping it real, my son and granddaughter. So while this may not have been widespread news, it definitely was not a secret because Thomas's own biological father put it out there. Mm. Which, aligns, which aligns with what Byron said. This ain't no secret. It ain't been a secret. Motherfuckers know. People know. And not only that, if you Google Byron... Uh, they bring up that that's not his biological son. I just I, did that. I googled it. I googled Byron, and it said that he adopted him when he married his ex-wife. Thomas was about a year and a half old, and he's been there ever since. And Byron said the same thing on the show. Like I've been raising him since he was a year and a half old. That's my son, either way. And it ain't no fucking secret. Like what is what is even going on? But. We'll get there because I have some thoughts on uh, that because there was some information that I may have missed. First and foremost, Kristen, you're doing all of that fucking performing <sighs> like you have not been picking at CC for two seasons. <sighs> we are on the seasons. second season of you taking all of your issues in that family out on CC. <sighs> CC does not have anything to do with your issue with Byron. And you too much of a goddamn coward to talk to Byron about the shit. Even to this point with shit spiraling and out of control to the point that it has, you still are too chicken shit to call Byron and talk to Byron. Hey, Byron, we need to meet up. We got a lot of stuff that we need to get settled. Not even, not only that, and I can't wait until you get to that this part. Uh, Malaysia had the IE boo boo face when she went to talk oh, yes. to Byron. Oh, yes. We'll get there. Uh, so Byron and Cece's wedding date is July 12, 2020. So their wedding is a whole year off. So you know it's going to be lavish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause, cause especially because Byron said they was damn near done planning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me... I, you know what? I had, Byron Scott was a great basketball player. Um, so I've always been a fan of that. But I really like how unbothered he is and won't let nobody bother him and fuck I'm up his mood. Of, I'm a fan of Byron Scott, the man. He when he told Chris, when he told Cece, you are not responsible for other people's behavior. You control you. You cannot control what other people say and do. Mm-hmm. When Cece, let me say this. When Cece told Kristen and Malaysia that the conversation she had with OG about Thomas being adopted happened with Byron present 
That should have been all they needed to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and I missed it at the time because that was a revelation to me when Byron said that. But um, we move on and they meet up with Tammy to be messy and tell Tammy about all the stuff going on. Tammy has decided now that she's married and whatever else is settled in her life, you know, her daughters are not ignoring her calls anymore. She want to be involved in the mess. Because why wouldn't Tammy be involved in this? And she has OG's back. So OG, uh, what's the lady's name? Jackie. Mm-hmm. But her neck rolls, rolls up. And Tammy is basically like, I'm team OG. And Tammy, you kind of fake. I'm not Tammy. Uh, Jackie, you kind of fake. Which, again... <sighs> Imagine Tammy calling somebody fake. I don't have a problem with OG having a problem with Kristen. I have a problem with OG taking conversation that Cece and Byron had with her in a non-malicious way and making it malicious and then acting as if Cece is her puppet master or yeah. she was put up to yeah. it. Or that um, and family some kind of favor. And I have a problem with OG lying to Tammy, talking about everybody ganged up on her. No, literally nobody ganged up on you. Yep. The only one who had Shawnee, Shawnee said Shawnee. That was it. So I'm saying she like it was five or six people ganged up on me. No, five or six people did not. You and Kristen got into it. You hit below the belt after Kristen hit below the belt. No big deal. Okay. Okay, fine. But then to act like everybody just was in your face talking shit to you, girl. Nope. Because you sat there prim, proper, and unbothered with Cece the whole time while Kristen was in the hallway having a meltdown. Right. And with the thing all that extra ass performing, because that was the she was doing the most. She, she was. Because even when she sat down with Thomas and had that conversation, he still looked like he's like, I mean, that's my dad. It is what it and is. here go, Thomas. I feel erased. How you feel erased when the motherfucking NBA legend raised you and you've and never had to want for anything? To this day, he claims you. He's on TV. That is my son. And can't nobody tell me otherwise. How are you being erased? And this is what I'm saying. Uh, Thomas is a coward because you need to stand up and tell Kristen, stop being in all this fucking mess. Everything that you are upset about, you're the only one that's upset. I'm not upset. My father is not upset. Cece is not upset. You are the only one. Like, I get wanting to protect your family, protect your husband. But at this point, you just want to be a fucking martyr. You mm -hmm. laying out, dying on the tracks about shit that nobody is bothered about shit that is maybe not widely spread public knowledge but was public record because it's been out on the internet since at least september 9th we in july bitch that's almost a year ago <laughs> like they won't see about they won't cc to be this evil malicious they want to be the scapegoat yeah and it's like like you said, don't nobody give a fuck about none of this shit. And my thing is, Byron, while he does strike me as not the one or the two to play with, he does not strike me as unapproachable. So the fact that whatever issues you have with Byron, you can't go talk to Byron about it. And you 
keeping up this mess with CC. Even when CC's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So, unfortunately, we had to be subjected to Phoebe doing music. Why? Um, Just why? Why? Why is Phoebe? I mean, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not mad at you for having aspirations of being a, a raptress. I do have an issue with you not having any actual talent. Leave us alone. I mean, leave yourself alone. Like, I get the sentiment. I'm not mad at the sentiment. Like, okay, I got dreams and what I look like telling my kids to follow their dreams and I'm not following my dream, baby. But you old enough to know which dreams are attainable and which ones you need to leave alone. And the ones that involve having some talent, those are the ones you need to leave alone, baby. Put that back on the shelf. It's not for you. Girl, we all have we all, we all all have dreams, but sometimes you got to wake up. Shit. Girl, okay. I don't want to hear you sounding like no battle rapper. Leave me alone. That's being generous. Please leave us alone. Like, mm. we, again, I'm not mad at you for having dreams. I'm mad at you for sounding like a nightmare. So that part is what it is. Uh, but shout out to Evelyn for trying to highlight that engineer because he was fine. I was like, I ain't mad, bitch. I would like to see it, to be quite honest. Uh. The other thing with Phoebe, this fake beef that she has with OG girl for asking about that gag order. And I'm like, some of y'all have been on this show since the beginning. Y'all all know that at one point y'all had at least one cast member who was on the show with a gag order. Shit, Sean Hills, the, the, the biggest Shawnee, example. Shawnee had a little bit of a gag order. Ro- uh, wasn't it? Royce had a gag order. Yep. She couldn't say shit about that nigga. So I'm like, so why are y'all doing all this performing? Like it's not kind of reasonable to ask a basketball ex-wife or baby mama, do you have a gag order? Or you know, like, are you free to talk? Because I'm like, I mean, now could she have worded it better? Yes. Because OG but, does not have a way with words. Yeah, she's she doesn't have any tact. She definitely is a bull in a china shop. But she act how she looks. It that makes one, sense one. because then it's like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm that t- informs me because now I know not to ask you any questions about your man or about your ex or about your kids. If, if you have a gag order, like I, it was, you know, I guess you could interpret it as some type of shade, but it was not that big of a deal for Phoebe to be trying to steamroll a storyline out of this and wanting to beef with, with OG. Like, yeah, that was, it was sense. weird. You're doing the most. Like, I get it. Evelyn pulled whatever strings to get you on this show. and But you don't need to, to create no beef or badly try to create some beef to justify being here. Like, you more of a wife than some people on the show. So whatever, you know. But mm. if this is what's going to accompany you already being bad at music, then I ain't got nothing for you, baby. I literally have nothing for you. So Tammy decides to hold a brunch because she wants to try to heal the the gap between OG and Kristen and CC. And before, let me just say, how are you trying to heal the group when you still lying about being married? Not mm. only that, but how are you trying to heal the group and you got somebody wholeheartedly that you don't fuck with? 
Okay. Like, you kind of the last one that I want to be trying to take advice from about getting getting it together and working out issues. You can't even do that for yourself. But at the brunch, OG and Kristen end up apologizing to each other. Um, then Malaysia starts throwing everything at CeCe's feet. And this oh. is the first time when I was really, really, really like on CeCe's side because no one gets on OG's case about not being a good friend to CeCe and spilling all of her fucking secrets or her conversations that they have. Like, not that I would not stand behind something that I said, but in private conversations, like me and Candace have private conversations, I don't expect her to repeat the shit that I say in private conversation without blatantly asking me, hey, is it okay if I talk about this? That's what a real friend does. You don't get to spill all of my shit that you heard because we were having a friendly outing, weaponize it, and then try to throw it on me as if I was the one who who directed you to do that shit. You can tell Cece don't have no no malicious bone in her body. Right. And it's really annoying they trying to paint her as that. And for OG, like, how you gonna say everybody was ganging up on you, but then you letting everybody guess you up to believe that Cece is malicious? Yes. And so when Cece told them flat out, I don't care. You don't care if uh, Byron's not getting along with his kids? No, that's not my business. I don't care if y'all don't show up to the wedding. I don't care if y'all don't like me. I don't care. I don't care. I was so happy Cece said that. I was too. You shouldn't care because they treat you like shit. All in the name of quote unquote family. That And that's the part that I just cannot... I can't, re- I mean, I already don't respect them because they some bozos, but that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all doing all this harping about family and how dare she say that I, she don't care if, if we have a good relationship. Why the fuck would I when y'all give me y'all ass to kiss and treat me like shit and blame me for every goddamn thing? Fuck at y'all. At every opportunity. At every fuck opportunity. Y'all. And when they met up with London and told her what was going on and she started doing all that hollering and performing, I'm just, again, y'all doing all this performing over some shit that wasn't even real a real it wasn't a kept secret maybe y'all wanted it to still be a secret but the shit was out there like i said the nigga's father put the shit on the internet now just because he is see less celebrity maybe a lot of people weren't aware of it but y'all acting like this was something that nobody had any opportunity to know about if one of you had not said it and that's not the fucking case it's, it's so on gay. Byron's Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Literally. It's so goddamn performative and annoying. It's just like, what Why do? What reason do y'all really have to not like CeCe? Because this can't be it. Because this is fucking stupid. Like, I don't know if it's like, again, y'all don't approve of her being with Byron. Or if y'all feel like she don't have that maternal instinct that y'all looking for a big mama in CeCe because she marrying Byron. I don't know what the issue is, but... Enough is a fuck enough. So like you said, Jeremy, I'm glad that CeCe finally stood up and was like, I don't care. Like, I'm not doing this with you no more. When she told uh, Kristen, this is the last time you'll see me. Yes. I almost stood up in my head. I stand, had I stood up, my computer would have went flying. But I almost stood up <laughs> and applauded. Yes. I was like, this is exactly what the fuck she deserves. So Malaysia's like, well, I guess I'm down to my last, you know, move. I'm going to go meet with Byron. And I was like, something that y'all should have done a long time ago. Right. You could have avoided so much mess. It took CC going to Byron. 
it could till CC get fed up and being like, fuck y'all for you to realize, oh wait, maybe I should go talk to the person who everybody really got an issue with. And so <clears throat> Malaysia, I guess, finds out because like y'all said, she looked like somebody had uh hit her in in the knee. She go to Byron, they blaming CC for everything and saying CC is the ringleader. And Byron is like, but OG heard that from my mouth. Mm. Like that wasn't something that CC told her in private. That was something that we all were talking about when we were out together. And so then Malaysia, I mean, Malaysia rebounded pretty quickly because she was like, okay, well, well, did you tell her it was okay to repeat it? And he was like, no, but it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal like y'all are making it. And I was like, finally, we get some fucking answers. Right. And, and then not, he, he, go ahead, Jeremy. No, I would say I enjoy Byron on this show because he is a nigga. <laughs> I mean, he ain't no different from any other nigga. Like, what the fuck is y'all arguing about? Y'all arguing about shit that literally is not a big deal. Right. Like, and I, I, I to me, it's like Byron can see that his daughter-in-law is kicking up shit just to have a storyline on this show. And mm-hmm. he ain't with the shit. Right. He not with the shit. He don't respect it. And he don't like her for it. And then when she involved him in it by trying to allude that he was a bad grandfather, and he told Malaysia to her face, I call and call and call and call trying to see my granddaughter. And they always tell me, oh, she sleep. We'll call you back. Oh, we got this going on. Oh, we got that going on. He's like, so what am I supposed to do? I've tried to reach out so that I could see her. They don't reach back. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I like that he was fair because she licked the battery. No, I know, right? And I like that he was fair because Malaysia tried to be like, "Well, do you think CC is completely in the spot? I was like, "Hell no!" Like I can be honest, but that shit go both ways. And the fact that y'all been trying to harp it all on CC, and he's flat. I told Malaysia like, "Christian ain't asked for none of the bullshit that she done said." Not. One thing, and they rolled that big bean footage back of her doing all that goddamn performing and shit. And then he was like, "Look, I ain't about to kiss y'all ass. I ain't about to kiss your ass to prove that I'm I'm a great dad. Hell, if you want me to see the child, shit, that shit goes both ways." Yep. And y'all bringing all this hell to CC though, when y'all issue is with me, and y'all just not having a conversation with me, and not even y'all, just you, Malaysia. Yep. Because again, I'm like when like when Malay like why did Malaysia call Kristen and be like hey I'm going to talk to Byron you need to come with me why is it in every other situation when y'all trying to confront CC about some shit y'all bring every Tom Dick and, and OG but when it's time to go talk to Byron y'all nobody want to go talk like why is Kristen so afraid of having a face to face with Byron that's my question because she would have to answer for them lies she keep telling exactly. and she would have a fucking storyline if she didn't keep the shit going and she know that Byron's gonna lay the smack. Cause Byron don't you can tell Byron don't play with her, and she can't stand it. Nope. How dare you not let me have my storyline so I can get a literally, literally jersey dress. I don't know what the designation of cast member on this show is, but <laughs> you know, like, and Byron's like, I'm not with the shit. You're not about to be sullying my reputation. And again. When London was crying, why they keep putting us in it? Why they keep bringing us in it? You need to be looking at your sister-in-law. The only reason that they even know anything about you and Thomas is because of her. 
because she always hitting below the belt. She always fucking with somebody. And she got exactly what the fuck her hand called for and could not take it. The Ashley of L.A. Mm. Because as soon as your shit got, as soon as your spot got blown up, you in here crying, hollering, you ready to fight everybody. You want to go fight CC as if you can win. You want to go fight OG as if you can win. You want to go put your hands on somebody when you getting a taste of the shit that you have wrought on them since you met them. Talking about talking about calling somebody, talking about I'm finna go to jail. Girl, the fuck bye. You ain't going to jail. And if you go to jail, you're gonna stay there because clearly you and Thomas ain't got no fucking money. Mm. And Byron gonna let your ass rock because he don't like you. Mm. So suffer. Maybe you need to work on your lack of discernment, beloved, before you be worrying about everybody else. And lack of good weeds, cause girl. Like, I'm sick of the bullshit. Like, I wanted more, to be quite honest. Like, I wanted Byron to tell Malaysia properly, bitch, if you don't start minding your motherfucking business, because <laughs> all you're doing is making it worse. Right. Sit down, Malaysia. I get that you family first. You can't be family first when you picking sides. Mm. That's why you have not been able to solve this, because just dumbass keep picking sides. This is what happens when you decide not to just be pretty and thick and try to be involved in the storyline. We don't need this, Malaysia. We didn't ask for this. And you we are not delivering. You're not even good at, at being mixy. You ain't good at being mixy. You ain't good at being fixy. Girl, what is you good at? Fixie. Well done, friend. <laughs> well done. That's about it. So the preview looked lit because it looks like Tammy's finally going to reveal that she and Reggie are married and Jackie doing that performing. Which I'm like, Jackie, you a weirdo. I wouldn't have told your ass I got married either. Uh, it looks like Jen gives Kristen a letter to give to Shawnee. And it looks like they go on a San Diego trip and Jen shows up and hell is breaking loose. So I, I got a problem with nobody holding Kristen accountable. And I know we finna get up out of here, but that snake shit she did to Jen with Shawnee, the shit she's been doing to Cece with the other girls, you know, the shit she's done to Byron. Nobody is being like, girl, what the fuck? Yep. Nobody it is non-fucking-pop with her. Yeah. I don't get it. That's why I said, like, Malaysia, I don't have no respect for you. You're picking sides. You've been a team Kristen the whole time, but you wonder why Cece don't want to do anything to help fix the relationship. Why would I? Why should she? You won't even give her a fair shake. Everything has been, you have been team Kristen from jump, but you hollering about we family, we family, we family. You ain't let Cece feel that. Mm. So how you mad she not acting like family when y'all don't treat her like family? Fuck the family. The family fucked my husband. <laughs> <laughs> well done, friend. The family <laughs> fucked my reputation up. <laughs> did the family do it or did you do it? Mm. Like, I, I, I agree with Candace 100%. Like, I just cannot believe Malaysia's sitting there letting Kristen behave the way that she has been behaving for two fucking seasons. When you running around here trying to hold everybody else accountable for their shit, but ain't held her accountable for hers yet. Not one iota of it. So, suffer. And I wouldn't be mad if Byron was like, fuck y'all. Come on, Cece. You ain't got to do this, baby. 
Agreed. It's shit. It feel like he already there. To be honest. Honestly, well, I mean, I would give my life too if if we didn't see CC anymore. CC was like, I'm done. Like I don't. I'm I'm done with this. I don't need to do this. And Malaysia, let this be a lesson to your ass. This is what happened when you try to be too family oriented, trying to help everybody get a check. Why mm. you got half your fucking family on this goddamn show? Looking the fuck stupid. All your family drama spilling out on TV. Girl, mm. at some point, somebody got to tell Kristen to take her ass back home and be a broke stay-at-home mom. Listen. Okay. You are uh, you are a headache. Truly. Yeah. And maybe you terrorize everybody else because Thomas don't play with your ass behind closed doors. I don't know. But enough is enough, bitch. You've been kicking up shit for the longest fucking time. And y'all trying to make it seem like the family never had any issues until Cece came around. When we can clearly see the family never had any issues until Kristen got on this show. Mm. But like Candace said, y'all dodging the blame and y'all don't want to put it where it squarely belongs. And that's in Kristen's domain. Kristen is the one that got the Scott, whatever the fuck else, last names, family looking the fuck stupid. Not Cece. Cece representing y'all well. Bitch got degrees a business she respected in these whatever m medical streets she treat byron good got him feeling good looking good keeping mm -hmm. him satisfied she doing everything that she should be doing as a relatively new member to y'all family why the fuck y'all keep picking at that girl especially when you the way byron look at cc he is fucking in love with that woman yep like he he encouraged her, don't let them girls get to you, don't pay that shit no mind. We're gonna do us. I respect Byron and Cece for not living for their kids. Mm -hmm. A I lot of parents, a lot of people do that, and it leads to not knowing who the fuck you are. You cannot live life for your kids, especially when they grown, gone with kids and they are they own. What I look like living for you. What I look like letting you run the woman that I want to marry away from me? Who the fuck are you? Absolutely nobody. Nope. So, shout out to Cece and Byron, a union we support wholeheartedly. And I think that's it for this episode, y'all. So, uh, take the poll. Again, it's pinned to our Twitter profile. I'm going to make sure I blast it throughout the week on the other socials so that we can get that. I think the poll will be through like Saturday, maybe. Um, then once we get the results, we'll talk about that. Not on the next episode, but on the 100th episode, we have, uh, well, I was going to say a special surprise guest, but Candace already let the dog out of the bag. So White Mama White Diamonds will be an official guest on the show. We have a major announcement as well. So we got some things that we're trying to cook up over here. Um, in the meantime, in between time, thank y'all for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend and coworker and whoever else enjoys Ratchet Reality TV about the podcast. Please continue to do so. Leave us some ratings and reviews. Buy some merch. 
Uh, I believe we might have some new designs dropping very soon on the Ratchet Ramblings side of things. Uh, and if you want some extra content and you got a little bit of extra coin lying around, we have a Patreon and we have some new stuff that is going to be debuting on the Patreon very soon. Candace has some good ideas that we are fleshing out. So, you know, we're here and we're working and we're going to continue to do so. We hope y'all stay with us. And like I said, bring some people with you. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right, niggas. Until next week. Well, not for me. I guess I'm going to be on vacation next week. So um, Kelly and Michelle going to have to hold it down. But I mean, they're more than capable. Okay. So y'all will be in good hands. I believe there's actually a guest scheduled too. And I'll be back for episode 100, maybe. It depends on the results of that poll because y'all be y'all be full of shit. But, but we love y'all. <laughs> so please vote in the poll. Again, vote based on the show and not based on Twitter or Facebook or anything else. Um, like I said, we pretty much know who is pieces of shit on the other platforms we want y'all's opinion solely based on what you hear on the show so do that and now it's goodbye and we'll see y'all next time